0: Coming down i never it on the ground I'm not down I wanna go higher,
1: higher, higher than that. hello this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian host of the Badass Women's Council podcast and I have a special episode for y'all today so I had the privilege of speaking at an event this week in Indianapolis hosted by a group called linking Indie. Women, which was founded 10 years ago by Sarah Lacey. And now Allie Knocker Bret- has joined her and joined forces as a partner. And what I love about these women and what they're doing is... They just said, you know what? There's a need in the city of Indianapolis to connect women, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. So every month, they have a speaker come in and share their story. Their mission is to provide a way for Indie women to connect, inspire, and share their stories. So they found a co-working space and just said, you know what? We can make this work, and it's a free event. They posted on Eventbrite, and it has grown exponentially. And I share that for two reasons. One, if you're in Indianapolis, please go to Eventbrite and follow them there. So you know when the next uh, event is. Their website is LinkingIndyWomen.com as well. And it has the calendar of events. The second reason that I share that is if you are not in Indianapolis, you're in another city and you're thinking, you know what? We need this. It can be done. These were just women who saw a need and filled it. So if you'd like to be inspired by that and start your own, I'm sure the folks there at Linking Linking Indie Women would be happy to jump on the phone and share their experiences with you. Because the more that we connect, the more we share our stories, the more inspired we can be. So this is the talk that I gave at Linking Indie Women this week to a sold-out crowd about the difference between striving and thriving which you know is a topic that I just love. Here we go. I have good news this morning. Are you ready? (laughs) You have everything you need right now in this moment to thrive. Today, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. You buy it? Yeah. Yeah. So turn to the beautiful badass next to you and say, Girl, we got this with a big old high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what I like to see. So we're gonna cover we're gonna cover three things today. We're gonna look at these three things as they relate to the difference between striving and thriving. And we're gonna look at them in a way that I want you to see yourself in these so when you walk away, you know how to thrive today. All right? Because the deal is every single day when you wake up, your brain has one job. It needs to make sure you survive and thrive. That's it, every single day, it's working for you to make sure those things happen. And I've spent an inordinate amount of time studying this from neuroscience, spirituality, all the things, and I'm gonna boil this down into three things that matter a lot in the time that we have this morning, okay? So one of the first things we need to recognize is our brain isn't interested in us striving. Strive actually comes from the word strife, which means battle and conflict. That's not what we were going for. And sometimes, doesn't our life feel like battle, stress, and conflict? And so we can do that differently. When we're striving, we're looking for some external thing to fill us up. And thriving is different. Thriving means to grow, prosper, And flourish and the word flourish actually comes from floral origins it's a beautiful word and it means when the stem of a flower reaches up towards the Sun and its roots down through the soil now doesn't that sound a whole hell of a lot better (laughs) so thriving is internal We already possess everything that we need to thrive. We don't have to go out and get something else and bring it in. We've already got it in us. What we need to do is to create the conditions by which we can thrive. And so we're going to cover three of those today that are super important. Again, because our brain is looking for these things to happen. It's already surfing each day saying, okay, where are we? Let's thrive. Let's do this. So we just need to tap into those things that our brain is already looking for. All right. So the first one is to recognize that we're all just a little afraid every effing day. But here's the deal, words matter. Remember, strive, we thought was a moniker of success, and now I just told you, no, it's actually stress and battle and conflict, we don't want that. Fear is the same kind of word. The word fear is only appropriate if there's physical danger. And if you go onto my podcast website, there's a little clip from an author, Joan Rosenberg, who wrote this book, 90 Seconds to a Life You Love and my podcast is a Badass Women's Council. So pull out your phone sometime today and subscribe to that. There's your first call to action. Uh, but what she says is that f- it's not really fear. We use that word fear, but fear only is a thing if like you walk into the office and this is there. <laughs> if you walk into your office and that shit's sitting at your desk, you should be afraid. <laughs> if there's a tornado coming, you might wanna be a little bit afraid. But mostly, when we say that we have fear, it's not really fear. It's not physical and imminent danger approaching. What we feel is uncertainty. So every day, you've got got a plan, right? But there's always this little bit or a huge bit of uncertainty. And what we're really looking for is, should I take a chance should I, should I make that change? And it's that gap between what we want and not sure if it's going to work out that gets us every single time. Hey, don't worry. I've fallen down in front of a crowd before and lived to tell about it. So if I get wrapped up in this cord at any time, it's fine. I'll just bounce right back up and it'll be all good. So when you have that sense of fear and uncertainty, Here's what our brain does, and it's kind of a pain. We can't leave blanks in our brain. So if we get some information, and we never have all the information, ever, but whatever bits of information that we get, guess what our brain does? Can you read that? Our brain fills in the gaps. And unfortunately, Oftentimes, what our brain fills in with isn't all that helpful, right? And it's really meant to keep us safe. Our brain is just trying not to have us do dumb stuff. But oftentimes, we take it too far, especially high-achieving career women like you, because we have big dreams. We have lots of things that we want to accomplish. And every time we start to step out into that place of uncertainty, we all have what I call the little bitch in our heads. (laughs) And the bigger the uncertainty and the bigger the dream and the bigger the chance and the bigger the change, the louder she gets. And here's the deal, we've all got her. If you don't have her, you have to leave because we can't be friends. <laughs> we've all got her, every single one of us, but we all think we're the only one, right? So the first thing I want you to know today to thrive is all of us have her talking to us. We can't out-career her. We can't out-paycheck her. We can't out uh, Cabernet Sauvignon her? (laughs) But what we can do is learn to live with her. And so when she starts talking to you, I want you to put her in the passenger seat with a seatbelt and a snack. And I want you to say, little girl, you can ride with me, but you can't drive. Because getting past her voice is the very first step to thriving. The very first step. Okay, here's what else happens in uncertainty. We start to to cling to things that give us assurance. Like, oh, well, I believe that so it's gonna be okay because the blanks are too scary. But here's the thing. We cling to beliefs that aren't always true. I'll give you an example. Who in here has kids? (sighs) Tired, me too. Okay. (laughs) Mine are old enough to take care of themselves, sort of, so my life's getting a little bit easier. There's hope. If you're a parent or you are a child, here's what happens with school. Parents, are so afraid and uncertain that these small human beings that we're responsible for might not turn out, that we cling to the belief that if our kids get good grades, go to a good school, get a decent job, then we can say, okay, I was a good parent, Right? There is zero correlation between good grades and success and your kid working out. Zero correlation. We've bought into this belief that's not actually a truth because it helps us sleep at night. To say, I've got something. If I can can white knuckle this thing out and they pass or get great grades, then I can say, oh, I was okay. But it's not a truth. So picture this. Let's say that you adopted this child and actually they weren't very good in school and they were struggling and really struggling, and, and just kind of left the whole school idea, and went and did some drugs, and experimented with life, and just kind of did their own thing for a while, and then all of a sudden they come back home, they take a few classes, and they end up starting a business, and actually turning out okay. Now if you're a parent, and that's your scenario, how are you feeling about life through that wild ride? There's some nervousness in there, right? That's Steve Jobs. That's his story. But yet we cling to these things like, you gotta get good grades or I suck as a parent. (laughs) Which isn't what we say, but it's kinda what we believe. And so another aspect of thriving is to challenge some of your beliefs because they may not be true. They may actually be what's holding you back. I'm not good enough to do this. Is that true? No. I don't have enough money to start this business. Is that true? Probably not. There's lots of things that we've chosen to believe that aren't actually true that keep us from thriving because our brain wants to assume things. Lean to your neighbor and tell them what it means to assume. I knew you were my people. (laughs) So when we assume that happens, and if our brain is filling in the blanks anyway, and we're making assumptions, we have the choice of what we fill the assumptions in with. So rather than fill in the blanks with some awful thing that might happen and take that path in life, we can choose a different path. We can assume that all this shit's gonna work out. We can assume that it's gonna be better than we ever dreamed possible. And we can start to picture that, visualize it. That's what athletes do. That's what we can do. Now, If you're not traditionally a positive, hopeful kind of person, good news, your brain is just a squishy bunch of plastic-like stuff, and you can rewire that. So if you traditionally go down that path where you say, I don't know, I don't know, it might, uh," and you have that uncertainty, start to take a different path. And as you take that path, just like a path in the woods, you'll start to... Recognize it and it will start to become familiar to you. Because if we're gonna assume anyway, we might as well assume that I'm gonna meet some guy that's 6'2 in line at Kroger tonight and he's gonna run a construction company that's gonna build the retreat centers I have in my business plan and he's gonna look damn hot in his jeans. (laughs) Right? You've got a rich uncle that, that describes. Hit me up. <laughs> you got to put your dreams out there, people. So I could assume that when I started my business, that it would be hard. I could assume that it would struggle. I could have assumed a lot of really negative things. Or I could wake up every day and I could be expectant. I could expect it to go well. And I could visualize it. And I could picture standing in front of people like you talking about those things. So I encourage you to start to dream. Instead of thinking about your contingency plan, thinking about your badass. this is gonna rock this freaking world plan. And if you need help with that, I've created a little download, it's free. Go to dreamthedecade.com and download these, these pages of worksheets and start to dream. And plant in your mind those things that you want desperately in your life, in your career. Because when you start to dream it, your brain doesn't know the difference between fiction and fact. And your brain believes that you're already there. And the emotions that follow from that are really good. And then your brain starts to recognize good things. And then it wants more good things and more good things. So we can create that for ourselves. Fear isn't a tiger chasing you. It's the blank space of uncertainty waiting for you to choose catastrophic doom or courageous optimism. But it's up to us to choose that every freaking day. Because our words matter. How we speak to each other matters, and how we speak to ourselves matters most. In fact, how you speak to yourself matters more than how you speak to, the, to others. I mean, for crying out loud, we live in Indiana, we're Midwest nice, we're nice to every freaking body. <laughs> but are we nice to ourselves? The first thing that you could do today to thrive is to be super cool and nice to yourself and start to dream, deal? Turn to your turn to that badass next to you and say, "Okay, we got this. We're doing it." <laughs> and I want you to I want you to catch yourself I want you to catch yourself in the words that you use when you talk about things that matter to you. I want you to catch yourself when you say, this sucks, or this is hard. Because one of the things we do as women that I'd love to eradicate starting today with y'all if we could, is this bonding over bitching thing that we kinda do. <laughs> yes, girl, <laughs> preach! <laughs> and if it's you and people are looking at you funny, everybody can change, it's fine. fine. New new neuropathway started today. And the other thing that we do that hinders us is if we're not bonding over bitching, we downplay things that are important to us because we don't want to stand out too much or be too all that. And so when we start to talk about our dreams, we shrink them down a little bit and we stoop down a little bit. No, no. We're gonna stand tall in that story. And we're gonna talk about those things like they've already happened. And we're gonna expect them to happen. Because life is messy. But sometimes that mess is the most beautiful thing that you needed to teach you something amazing. But the words that we use matter a lot. All right, next on this path to thriving. Your uniqueness, our uniqueness, is our superpower. It is our differentiator. It is what makes us amazing. So we need to study ourselves even more than we study anything else. You think about how many times you've gone out looking for a class or a book or some kind of information that will help you be successful, be more to thrive, and I'm saying, yeah, those are good things, but the first thing that you wanna do is hold up a mirror and say, who am I? And get really clear on your unique gifts and talents. What are you so, so good at? And the combination of those unique gifts Talents and abilities is what's gonna make you the best you possible. So you need to highlight those things. Use them intentionally every single day. So as a result of this morning's time together, I'd love you sometime today to take out a piece of paper and just write, what are your unique gifts and talents? Mine, Mine are simple. I'm an amazing connector. If I meet you in three seconds, I know four other people that you should meet that'll make your life better. My second gift is I am so positive and hopeful, but I've honed that gift over time, not because everything always worked out, because I chose it. So your unique gifts and talents don't have to be, oh my gosh, I'm the best cello player in the symphony. Anybody a cello player? That'd be super cool. But it could really just be, I'm positive. I'm a good connector. But whatever it is, the first three things that pop up when you ask yourself, what are you really good at? I want you every single day to intentionally go and use those things because they are your superpower. And at any time you find yourself in striving mode, where you feel like this is stress, this is battle, this is conflict, I want you to go back to that list of your unique gifts and talents and ask yourself, have I been using those today? Because the chances are that you veered off from who you really are, and you're either trying to be someone else or trying to please someone else in a way that's not honoring you. Because when you honor you, you have that sense of thriving, that sense of well-being. Because there's a huge difference in falling into bed at the end of the night exhausted from striving, versus falling into bed at night exhausted from thriving. You get that? Yeah. You can think of a time where you fell in bed and you'd worked your tail off and it was good. And you can think of a time when you fell in bed and you thought, I hope that shit never happens again. That was bad. So before you go out looking somewhere else outside of you, for what's gonna make you amazing, I want you to first look in the mirror. I want you to talk to yourself kindly and tell yourself, man, you got some good stuff, girl. Let's go use it today. Because here's the deal. There is no normal. (laughs) There just isn't. Normal is a concept that we've created that's a belief, but it's not a truth. My normal is not your normal. Your normal is not her normal. But yet we go outside of ourselves and look for, okay, am I okay? Am I okay? Is this normal? God, please don't be normal. Normal is what our brain just goes, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But your superpower and where thriving happens is when you step into all of your crazy uniqueness. Because your uniqueness is your gift. You got hardwired with some stuff the day you got here. And God is not into the die-cast manufacturing of humans. He doesn't want us all to be the same. In fact, I want you to look at your fingerprints right now. And I want you to look at the fingerprints of the person next to you. different look at that woman next to you all of her differences is what makes her beautiful it's what makes you beautiful and your gifts are meant to be given when we have unique gifts and talents it's up to us to use them to serve another another which requires us to step into that uncertainty to offer your gifts and talents. So let's look at this even from a company level. The company that you work for or that you've created serves a customer, right? Whatever product or service that you provide serves your customer in a unique way and they pay you for it, right? You also have the ability with your unique gifts and talents to think about how you serve one another in your day-to-day. I'll give you an example. How many of you know Lindsay Hine? I'll have another podcast. She was supposed to be here today, but she's got 100 kids and things are hard.
0: <laughs>
1: when I first met Lindsay, she was getting ready to prepare for this talk that she did a while back at Linking Indie Women. Anybody see her for that one? It's on her YouTube channel if you want to check it out. She hadn't done a big talk like this before. And she was just voicing that she needed to spend some time preparing. And I said, well, hey, I spent a couple of decades doing keynote speaking and helping people prepare their talks. Do you want some help? And she said, oh my gosh, would you do that? I said, yeah, it'd be fun. So we got together a couple of times over coffee, and I took my unique gift and talent and passed it over to her. Guess what kind of relationship we have now? sisters. But unfortunately, sometimes what we do is we have this unique gift and talent and we think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's fine. I don't, wanna, I don't want them to think I'm, you know, all that. <laughs> when in fact, it's exactly what they needed. It's what Lindsay needed. It's how you serve each other. But we downplay our unique gifts and talents because they're so inherent to us It's like, yeah, I woke up with, you know, this hair and these eyes, it's just what I do. It's not a big deal. I didn't wake up with this hair, by the way. I must spend some time on this hair. But that's what we do, we downplay those things. And thriving says, I'm going to showcase what I'm uniquely gifted and talented in, in a way that I can help others. Because when you do that, guess how that feels for you? Guess how I feel when I know that I helped Lindsay? That's Thrive Points, baby. That lights you up. That's not just for them, that's for you too. All right. We shouldn't rob someone else the joy of helping. This is how we bless each other. Learn to accept help as a gift, not a weakness. Jenny Todd, stand up. Where are you? I saw you earlier. There you are. That's our girl. Jenny is on the podcast this week. God willing, and Jen Eads and I get the episode out on time. This is my fairy pod mother, Jen Eads. <laughs> When we allow someone to help us, it's gifts that we give each other in the day-to-day struggles as well as the big stuff. So if you are in a situation where you could use some support, the best thing you could do for one of your sisters here is ask them to help you it will not only serve you, it will serve them. Because we are not machines here to produce. Another word that we use that just drives me batty is productivity. For the love of everything holy. Productivity defined is inputs and outputs. Inputs and outputs and this whole idea of an assembly line to get the work out the door. We are not machines. We're here to have impact. So we wanna think about what are the activities and things that we can do each day that are gonna have the most impact, not just catch up and get stuff done. That doesn't leave us thriving. That's the work of striving. Because you're never getting caught up. (laughs) Ever. The last time I was caught up, it was 1987. I was moving from Florida to Indiana, back to Indiana. I'd been living down there. Actually, we'll talk about that part of my story later. It's frightening. But I was coming home. I had 12, 14 hours in the car. I didn't have a job. Everything I owned fit into my car. And I rolled down the window, smoked cigarettes, and sang Bon Jovi and Rat for 12 hours. (laughs) best 12 hours of my life. <laughs> I haven't been caught up since, because now I've got job and kids and mortgage and a 401k I need to look at once in a while. Like, you're not getting caught up ever. We got that? This is the inspirational part of our talk. <laughs> so we might as well go every single day looking for what impact we can have, and not Hide from the impact activities because we're trying to get caught up. Or we're trying to be perfect. Because if you were right now holding in your hand a marble and it was shiny, smooth, perfect in every way, it was beautiful. And if I had a handful of marbles right now and I put them on that table, what would happen? They'd all roll away. Marbles don't stick together. Perfection doesn't stick together. But puzzles? Puzzles have all that jaggedy ass edges. (laughs) Not sure how they fit together. But if I dropped puzzle pieces on that table, and we all gathered around and figured out whose strengths and weaknesses fit together, and how those jaggedy edges worked together two things would happen. When that was put together, it would be so beautiful and far stronger than it was on its own as a piece. So it's our uniqueness. It's our jaggedy edges. It's the stuff that's hard that when we connect with another, that's how we serve each other. So stand tall in your story, all of it The messiness, the challenges, the gifts, the talents, all of that matters. In fact, even the struggle matters a lot. Because when you think about those times of struggle, what did you learn about yourself in those times? The struggle matters. Every great story, has a story arc, it's called The Hero's Journey. Who's heard of that? Couple of you, great. Every great story, whether we're talking about Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or your story or my story, the dip of it, down there in the suck of all sucks, bad place, is where we discover others that can help us in that struggle And as they help us, we are changed. And we learn so much about ourselves in the struggle. So we can't be afraid to share our struggles or to hide them like shiny little marbles that are never going to stick together. When we share our struggles, we give someone else the ability to help us. It was in the struggle of raising a kid with attention deficit disorder where I learned that our uniqueness is our superpower. I didn't know that before. But when I cried myself to sleep, worried about my son and that his life was so much different than mine and how was I ever going to help him, I learned a lot about him. I learned a lot about me. And those are the things that serve me well today. It's somewhere in that midst of that suckiness that connecting with someone else shows us who we really are. So final point as we go into today and our future to thrive. Nobody thrives alone, people. It's not possible. It's not possible. We have to have connection. And I learned this in a really deep, meaningful way when I gave my notice to a career that I had loved and been wildly successful at for 16 years. I worked for the Franklin Covey organization, and I killed it, y'all. Like, top of my game, sold $35 million, top 10 in the company in the world. Like, I did some stuff that I was so proud of. And when I decided to launch out on my own, I gave a six-month notice, and I hung up the phone that day, proud of myself that I was going out on this journey. And within three seconds, I said to myself, oh, my gosh. You're an entrepreneur. You're alone. (laughs) And then I said, Not only are you alone in this work, but all of the friends that you've developed in 16 years live all over the world, and you literally don't have someone down the street that you could call and say, hey, can we talk about my job and have a cup of coffee? I was alone. I was a badass, but I was alone. And I thought, okay, because one of my superpowers is positivity and optimism. I said, all right, looks like you gotta go find you some friends. So I started looking around. And I looked for high achieving business women that were doing amazing things that I also wanted to be doing and how we could share and help each other. And they came from all kinds of crazy ways. Alex and I met at the gymnastic studio where we watched sweaty little girls that were you know, tumbling around. And we paid way too much money to sit in that sweaty little gym. But she was starting her own business, and I thought, okay, we should get together. I met Nicole Bush on Instagram for crying out loud. And I thought, well, she seems kind of cool and she lives in Carmel. I have never reached out before that to somebody on Instagram, it was weird. (laughs) She will tell you it was weird. But we've, we've become soul sisters. But I reached out to this group of women six plus me, and flippantly called us the Badass Women's Council, because I've used the word badass before Jen did and before it was cool, I just want to say that right now. And I said, hey y'all, do you want to get together once a month and just have some coffee and just share in our business and and do do life together a little bit? And they all said, I
0: guess.
1: (laughs) And I tell you, that first meeting, that first morning, I was like the seventh grade girl that her mom said she could have the party and she was scared as hell nobody was gonna show up changed my clothes three times. And I got there. And some of these women I didn't know very well. A couple of them I did. And I just, I prayed before I went there. I said, God, let them like each other enough to just get through coffee. (laughs) And it was quickly magical. Because what we all saw in each other was we were all a little afraid. And if we all could be a little afraid together, it didn't seem so bad. We've been together for over two years now meeting once a month, and doing life together, and it has changed my life, and I think you can talk to these women after, and it has changed their lives. But connection isn't that kind of connection that just accidentally happens. I want you to find those people that get you, that get you in a way that they want your hopes and dreams to come true as much as you want your hopes and dreams to come true. Not to bond over bitching, but to get together and say, I'm in, I'm in the suck. I need, I need just your face and coffee. Or I need you to help me with this pricing. Or I need you to help me go get that client. But find people that get you in a deep, meaningful way. And when you combine together with these people, the impact and the ripple effect that you will have as a team, as a group, is far greater than you can have on your own. It's the network effect. It's significant. So in that space of uncertainty, where you're looking at some of these women here today who are probably great candidates for your Badass Women's Council, step into that space of uncertainty with someone today and say, hey, you want to have coffee? Talk about some of this. And I bet you anything, she'd be like, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Because in that place of assumption, when we're not sure how people feel about us, don't go to that negative place. I'm gonna tell a story that Nicole actually told me years ago. It's never, it's never left. She was at the gym and noticed a really cool young girl, just like those people that you're like, damn, she got it together. Like she had good hair, she had a good, you know what? <laughs> And Nicole was looking at her, admiring her, and trying to make eye contact, because she's a connector too, because she just wanted to say, hey girl, how are you? Like, I think you're cool. And the girl was a little bit younger, and she kept looking away, and she kept looking away. And for a minute, Nicole thought, well, bitch please. (laughs) But lo and behold, because God always has a better plan, as they were leaving, The owner of the gym introduced them to each other for a whole different reason. And the young girl said to Nicole, hi, then with a reason to connect. And Nicole said, I've been trying to to connect with you. I just think you're, you know, complimented her on something. And come to find out, she thought Nicole was pretty cool too and didn't want to make eye contact because she was feeling insecure about herself. So when we have that insecurity and we're all trying to be those shiny little marbles, we're not connecting. But when we look out with optimism and think, okay, I'm gonna take a risk and I'm gonna invite her to coffee because I bet she needs some of the same things I do. That's when magic happens. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you the things you need to create the conditions to thrive and flourish broken down. Stop trying to get caught up. If you're caught up, you're dead, and that's bad. Dead people don't thrive. Look it up. It's true, though, isn't it? Oh, I was going to reach out to so-and-so and and see if they went out of coffee, but oh my gosh, you'd see the laundry. I got so many things in my inbox.
0: That
1: shit's always when your laundry is caught up and you just want to scream to everybody, freeze, everybody stay naked and this is not, nobody gets hurt. I had my carpets cleaned two days ago. I literally said to my kids, could you go stay with your dads for a few days? Because I love the lines in these carpets. That's not connection. They didn't leave. You're not a machine. You are a loving kind, beautiful human being that God created so uniquely for a reason. Go rock those gifts. Don't try to get caught up. Be passionately, courageously curious. Curiosity will lead you places, some interesting and some amazing, but be curious Always be curious about yourself. Maybe I should try this. Maybe I should take that class. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll quit this job that's sucking my will to live. Maybe I'll start my own business. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be curious about yourself and be curious about others. What's their story? Especially the ones that just challenge you. Because hurt people hurt others. And you can evoke a lot of empathy for assholes if you remember that. (laughs) Super helpful. But it's true, isn't it? Everybody has a story and everybody has a struggle and everybody's trying to just figure it out. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Nobody has it all figured out. Every single one of us lives in uncertainty. So just be curious about what's in that space of taking a chance or making a change. Because really, your life is just a breadcrumb trail of discovery to whatever it is that you are meaning and purpose. And it's not leading you back home like it did Hansel and Gretel. It's leading you towards the thing that you're supposed to be doing. I'm gonna try a little of this. I'm gonna try a little of that. I'm gonna try a little of this. And the more curious you are, the more you build up and uncover what you're really meant to do. My days bartending for the very first MTV Spring Break Hotel, yes, that was a thing. Those taught me a lot about hospitality and people and serving and having fun. It sounds a lot cooler than it did when I told my mom I was running away and not going to college. At 53, it sounds really cool. I use it as a moniker of success.
0: But in that moment, do you think my mom was super
1: proud of me? No! <laughs> now she looks at my 401k and two great kids and I've done them pretty well, and she was like, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> right? That's uncertainty. That's following your, your. ooh, wonder, what about this, what about this? That's how you figure out what you're really, really good at. Be you. All of you. Be curious about yourselves and each other. And be connected. Take the chance to be connected. Because everybody's story is different. Mine started here. I've lived here, I've lived on a 23 acre estate. I've gone to the jail to visit family on Christmas Eve. I've flown on a private jet with Stephen Stephen R. Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Affected People. I've done a lot of things, this way, that way, this way, that way. And all of those things help me thrive today. So be curious about my podcast. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Always be marketing, people. Always be marketing. Badass Women's Council, subscribe. Do the things. Oh, look at that freak show picture. You take a picture of that and post it, I'll stalk you down and kill you. (laughs) Not really, I'm harmless. I'd love to stay connected. If you go to the badasswomenscouncil.community, there's an online community where we can continue to have conversations and, and do amazing things together. I see you, I am you, and I love you, and I want you to thrive today and forever. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Not coming down.
1: I hope you found some inspiration and some practical tactical takeaways that can have you thriving more today. And if you have a need for a keynote speaker, well, you know, I'm your girl. Thanks so much. We have an, an event coming up on March the 5th in Indianapolis called Stand Tall in Your Story. And I would love for you to go to we thrive.live and check it out. Make it a great day. I'm not coming down.
0: I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.